Welcome to the episode 25 of Take It Easy. Two five. I'm Andrew. <laughs> I think I think people know you. We're here today to talk about how do you say it? The H word. The, e, the, the H word. Well, Hyundai. There you go. That's the. I I can't. I'm just saying Hyundai. So which is apparently you know not what? good. Not correct. It, I've I've been berated on my videos for saying every every way possible. So someone in my video said, "Now you've got to say Hyundai." And then someone from South Korea said, that's not correct. You've got to say it blah, 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 some other way. So a lot, I'm just, it's whatever works, isn't it? I, they don't care. In their adverts, in the Hyundai, Hyundai adverts, they call it Hyundai over here. So it's fine. It, um, presumably Kia is just called Kia. But let's just establish one fact on the internet. You're never right. There's always somebody who thinks they know better. Yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. Just, yeah. Just so we, we could just call it H and K. <laughs> I suppose, uh, but uh, no, okay, it's fine. Hyundai and Kia. Yeah, we, 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 we both kind of um, uh, fanboys of Hyundai and Kia because it's the same group, isn't it? At the end of the day, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And we're very excited that they have actually now decided to have a um, unified EV platform. Um, yeah. And I read. I'm all ridiculously about it excited. Yeah. Let's just roll with it because this is going to be a short episode. Because we're recording this on Zoom, and if we kicked out of Zoom, so be it. Then it all just falls apart, doesn't it? So, uh, I, I probably everyone that listens to your show would know what the EGMP platform is all about, right? What does it stand for, actually? Do you it stands on oh, uh, <laughs> Electric Global Modular Platform. Wow, I'm putting you on a spot a, there. <laughs> I should win a prize for that. Yay. If this was a pub quiz, the geekiest pub quiz on earth. I'd be doing fine. But yeah, the, so the EGMP platform is, for those who don't know, it's Hyundai's uh, proper EV platform, dedicated EV platform, and uh, Hyundai and Kia are, are one and the same effectively. So they're all be going to be, they'll be using this wonderful platform and it brings lots of things to the table, like better efficiency, apparently, and um, better, uh, better safety. Um, it's rear wheel drive and all wheel drive. Um, from the beginning um and ooh, and it's whatever size they need to make it to be so it's exciting because up until now um it's uh the kia e-niro and the soul and the hyundai kona and the ionic are all based on uh fossil fuel cars the amazing thing is though is that they're, they're all very very efficient so it's pretty amazing how they've managed to get so efficient on effectively a fossil fuel platform I isn't it I think that's why everyone loves them so much. Like, there's so many Eneros around where I live now. Yeah, so, yeah. Whenever I go, <clears throat> whenever I go for a longer drive, there isn't a half an hour that I don't uh, go past one, uh, a pure electric yeah. one. And yeah. I know loads of people who used to have Leafs in the village uh, now have Eneros because I can see them parked in the same spots. Yeah, uh, okay. Some of them actually. There's there's a lady down the road. Who's got a um, vanity ridge, and she's got the same ridge on the Inira now as she used to have on the leaf. <laughs> so yeah, that? okay. Is it? Uh, it's not leaf, is it? It's not something like leaf. No, no, no. One, it's two, three. Probably something, something like presumably to do with her surname, or I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know. I know it's a lady, but that's all I know. Um, I never spoke to her. I'm a shy man. I, I don't speak to people in person. I just, you know, no, do I? No, do I. I just interview people on, over the internet. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm joking. Um. But yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of them. And like you said, Kia Niro and and all the others have this sort of, uh, they have to be universally 
adaptable to different powered slash drivetrains. Um, but, um, you know, finally they decided to actually have a platform and there's quite few um, benefits of having a platform. One of them, obviously the fact that you don't have to leave so much space in the front to, um, uh, to the potential, you know, fossil engine. So you can move the, the wheelbase uh, uh, out, which means there's more space in the, in the cabin. Um, and they're, uh, they're, they're extremely, well, they've always been extremely um, efficient. I remember kind of half why you're regretting not getting the Ionic um, initially. I got a, I got a Nissan Leaf. If you go back well, on this channel quite a few years ago, I had I have two or three videos where I've recorded very quickly in a in a uh, original Ionic, the OG, uh, and I was I was blown away by the range. Even though it had a smaller battery than my Nissan Leaf, it actually could do about forty percent more range, and I was like. How is that even possible? But somehow, well, yeah, I'm not going to waste half an, half an episode of, of to, to explain how the uh, how it is actually much trickier than you think to to, uh, to design an electric uh, motor to, to be more efficient. But you know, they've actually looked into that, whereas people at Nissan obviously didn't, uh, which is a bit of a shame because they, you know, it could have been a great platform because they had Nissan Leaf or Nissan had a had a dedicated EV platform with Nissan Leaf from the get-go. And, uh, you know, they could have been way ahead of the competition have they improved on it year upon year. Um, yeah, yeah, they really, they had a wasted opportunity there, didn't they? Um, and uh, Hyundai, what they've done is pretty amazing, really. I mean, given that the Nero is so efficient, it's, I mean, it blows me away. I know I, I do tweet about it <laughs> uh, if I get particularly good. I mean, but at like, you know, I was getting at the moment when the, when, you know, now the weather, is getting a bit better i say that but it snowed today but uh, the weather is getting a bit better and just the efficiency is just astounding and uh I, I really can't believe it so and that's the funny thing is that these new cars these new egmp platforms to get back to the uh, subject um they're you know that the mileage is probably not going to be quite as good as the enero is for instance because the enero is smaller and probably lighter and in many ways it's more efficient in that respect because it's um it would just you know you get these insane like six miles per kilowatt hour i get regularly at the moment i, I, I can't crazy. achieve that I, I actually got 4.3 the other day which i was very well, proud but, of myself but even that i know even <laughs> that is amazing isn't it that's amazing going in a in a platform that is not is not ev only that's yeah, the thing yeah. but um these new these new cars then the ev the kia ev6 and the ionic 5 from hyundai they're they're much bigger cars um and i imagine much heavier um less aerodynamic well i don't know the ev6 looks very aerodynamic but the sort of the ionic 5 looks pretty chunky doesn't it i i think the footprint is going to be similar to kia enero uh maybe slightly longer but well, because think, yeah i think it's a bit longer because the bonnet so it will be shorter you know they, they yeah. just like the with the id3 and id4 with vw and with nissan leaf you can achieve much more like i remember people have always been really surprised by how how much space there was in the nissan leaf um, because the car looks yeah. small, right? It's uh, it's got a footprint of a golf. It has so much more space. Like Kia Enero has actually just a little bit more space than than the Nissan Leaf had, even though mm. it's much bigger. It's because you know, there's so much space left for the fossil engine in the front. Um, yeah. So right. so I'm 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 hoping I'm hoping that well, we don't know from the pictures obviously and pure specifications what the how roomy is going to be, how big it's going to look, because there's so many tricks that. Um, 
uh, uh, companies pull when they take photos of these of these uh, of these cars as you know when you were showing photos to your wife you know you know yeah. things can look deceiving i think cars some of the cars are purposely made kind of uh, um made to look um imposing or you know or or kind of soft depending on whatever the the, the target audience uh, may be uh, uh, for the for the particular particular car but um how many cars because uh, i can't remember how many they they said that they're going to produce by 2025 or or, or release by 2025 but it's there's dozens right based on the platform um yeah so it's yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get this wrong it's somewhere between seven and nine i think it's nine for kia oh, okay probably nine it's probably nine for both of them actually yeah and that's everything from i think everything from like a twizzy style very tiny thing all the way up to like a minibus sort of thing, you know, like a, you know, like a sort of an ID buzz kind of thing, like a camper van. I think that's the plan anyway. I think they're going to do, every, you know, all the way up to that. Yeah. And they're going to release and, you know, the schedule is quite punishing really. So I think from this year, I think we're going to get two or three, aren't we? From, uh, certainly from Kia, I think, uh, new EVs. So you've got the EV6 and then we should have two more as far as, as far as I know. But and then no, um, nobody knows what the sizes are going to be of the next ones, right? We know that they're going to no, cover the whole range, but we don't know exactly what's but, going to be next. Yeah, but the the good thing is we do have a bit of a clue in that you've got the um, you've got the Ionic Five from Hyundai and the EV6 from Kia, so they're not going to. I think they're never going to release the same size for both companies at the same time. So I think we'll probably get something like an EV3 from Kia. I reckon they'll kind of attack the sort of the Zoe style small car okay um that's my that's my hunch um I, and yeah and also they're also they're probably not one again the e-nero is, is a big success story and i don't think they're going to eat into that market yet because i think okay. i still got a few years worth of uh, of time so i think that i don't know i think it would, I'm, I'm also hopeful that they release a small one because then chances are it would be cheaper and a bit more accessible to everyone and it will still be 800 volt and this is the other thing that is amazing about the egmp platform is it's 800 volt which means it charges very fast so the ionic 5 will be the fastest charging you know, charging car i think other than the porsche taycan which yeah. is also 800 volt yeah, it can do it can so, do well yeah. porsche taycan can do 350 kilowatts in theory uh i think they promised yeah. 250 and um uh, but it's a Porsche Taycan has a 90 something kilowatt hour battery. So obviously that's a massive battery. You need you need to be able to charge it very quickly. And I think some Audis actually have the same platform. I don't know if they're 800 volts as well. Uh, yeah, but the Q- but they, yeah, they charge fast though. I mean, certainly the, like yeah, the e-tron, yeah. the e-tron, G, the e-tron, e-tron GT is based on the Taycan. I'm not sure about the normal e-tron. That's something else, isn't it? But it, yeah. it does charge very fast. And but consistently yeah, fast, yeah. Well. 800 volt system is something that I think most people will glance over thinking uh, whatever. Um, but I actually on the previous episode, I had, um, I had a battery expert and we discussed this at length. The episode was quite long, an hour and 20 minutes. Like um, <laughs> some people. It, it was know. a great episode though. Yeah. I mean, you say, you say battery expert, but it's Ewan McTurk. Everyone <laughs> yes. should know. Doc, doctor, the doctor. Yes. Well, uh, I mean, I mean he, who, he knows his stuff. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a great and, guy. And just to give you a, 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 a if you don't know as a, as a, as a viewer, because I, I don't know, I've, I've I've had a sense that no, not everyone kind of cares about how big of a deal it is. It basically doubles the um, uh, the speed of charging over the same cable. 
essentially. Uh, so, you know, when you have a, a charger that can deliver 150 kilowatts, say, if you have a 400 volt base system, it's not going to be able to maximize that. So uh, you're not, you're not going to be able to get the full 150 uh, all the time. Whereas if you double the voltage, uh, the, the current output could be lower, which means the battery is going to charge. Like the, the way the curve is kind of, uh, the charging curve is, you're going to be able to squeeze in more. Again, you'd have to listen to the previous episode to, to get you know a bit more of a picture of, of why is that happening because it, it i'm still kind of wrapping my head around some of the things that he said to me uh, uh you know you, you mentioned uh, in, in a previous podcast um um but it, it's an yeah. amazing thing and again i think that's the you know that's the future that's the only kind of way forwards uh what yeah. do you think what is your take on the on the rear uh wheel drive because obviously you know, we have front-wheel drive in Europe mostly because because of safety, really. Um, not never mind the fact that engines are usually in the front, so it's more convenient to actually drive the front wheels. But everyone's kind of learned to drive in the front-wheel drive cars, and they're they're generally safer to drive. You know, when you skid or whatever, and uh, and the response is completely different when you have a rear-wheel drive. Uh, what do you think? Obviously, with EVs, you can control things better so you can have you know a much more sophisticated uh, stability program but uh, how do you think that's going to pan out um i don't know but i think because because of the safety uh, you know all the all the controls that they've already got and the the I don't know if it's, is it torque vectoring or do I, see, this is where I, uh, I get a bit lost with it all but what, whatever it does to control the wheels i think is so good and so sophisticated in all these evs i mean i never hear of like model three owners having issues with control or anything and um i think the id3 is rear wheel drive isn't it yes yes yeah Um, yeah yeah so um, and you know i guessing it makes it makes sense in an ev platform to do rear wheel drive and and all-wheel drive so yeah yeah i don't think it's a big deal but uh, i say that as someone (laughs) who knows nothing so uh i don't think it's probably you know i think that they're supposed to be more fun to drive aren't they rear wheel drive yeah, I, I haven't driven a real drive car in, car in, in ages. Uh, but basically, yeah, what, what happens is if you yeah. if you if you're skidding along in the front wheel drive, you're actually supposed to add a bit of acceleration to pull yourself out of the, the skid. But in um, in a real wheel drive, you need to you need to brake. If you if you press the accelerator, you, your back will kind of you know um, be happy, and uh, and you'll go sideways, and that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know how they how they how they designed the um uh the the stability program uh, systems on these uh, uh, but as i've seen it's much easier on electric cars because you can you can almost in the real time uh control the amount of torque the the um the um the motor produces and the rest of it is just basically controlled i think by using brakes on the on each individual wheel so you can actually you know um if the wheel is going too fast you can basically in the front uh, you can clamp it a little bit for a split second and i'm sure it's very complicated and i'm sure there's you know teams that that work that are working specifically on that uh so i'm simplifying it but the um uh whereas obviously on the on the uh ice cars it's much harder to control the 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 torque um so there's also complicated you know yeah uh, things. probably without spending without spending a fortune on a on a very yeah. expensive yeah car, but I, I imagine I, yeah but yeah but i i was wondering why i i don't know why they decided to go because obviously uh, it, 
the electric motors are so small, it doesn't matter whether it's going to be in the front or in the back. Um, so I wonder why they've decided to put it in the back. Um, surely there's enough there space be, in the front. Yeah, there must be a really good reason for it. I mean, I can't imagine it's it's connected to people wanting a big frunk <laughs> or anything. I mean, because I know like the Ionic 5, for instance, and I imagine the EV6 as well. If you option it with the all-wheel drive version, then you get a smaller frunk. Okay. So you do get a frunk um, with them. You do, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure the EV6, I mean, certainly the Ionic 5, yeah. So, but I think they're both do but uh, yeah certainly smaller anyway if you have an all-wheel drive so if you do have a motor at the front as well then it's a bit smaller so i can't imagine they care too much about the frunk so i don't know i have no idea i, th I, I think frunk the only time i miss a frunk is the um when i want to stash away the cables yeah i, I, I think it's a good drive yeah it's a good sort of natural place i think to put the cables yeah, yeah. um but more so probably if you're gonna if the charging port is at the front um, then it kind of makes even more sense because it's literally right there. Mm, yeah. But uh, interesting. But anyway, but that's a whole other that's a whole other subject. You <laughs> see, I'm happy. You see, because I know you and I have differing opinions on this. <laughs> but you you like the the charge port at the front, don't you? And I'm, I'm I, much yeah. at the back. I've got yeah. I'm, I don't have any I don't have any strong opinions about it. I'm happy to change my point of view. But I I've seen people struggling. Um, with the you know with the parking at the chargers um and it, driving in a sun leaf it was that easy you just pulled in so it's same with the kia Niro. you pull in front in even though i i don't park that way usually i usually reverse in uh if you if you just have a post in front of the, the parking space it's easy to just place yourself in a parking spot and the cable's right there Whereas if the, the charging port is on either side of the car, front or back, whatever, um, it's it's usually quite tricky to kind of run the cable across the bonnet or, or you know, and you, then you get Audi drivers parking, you know, like, you know, taking two spaces because they have to kind of, they don't want to touch the car and it just gets, it, it gets complicated. Put it in the front, yeah. it's that easy. Um, and everyone, well, not everyone, but like... Uh, a lot of people prefer actually parking front in, especially in, you know, in places like in the US. And it's also quite mm. prevalent in, in, in the UK. Um, in the rest of Europe, I think people are preferring to back in, oh, sorry, um, uh, reverse into the space. So maybe for those people, you know, it would be better to have, but then, I don't know. Um, again, it's just yeah. the placement of the, of the, of the cable. Uh, you know, you have to put it on the side. It's, 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 it makes things difficult. And then the whole mm. discussion started about the wireless charging on Twitter, which don't get me started on that. Um, yes. <laughs> it's a separate episode. It's a material for it separate is, episodes. Um, there, <laughs> there are so many. There's because you got GT line. Well, you got the so you got the normal, and then you got the GT line, and then you got the GT, which is pretty amazing. That's what the GT yeah. one. I've probably have I missed one out. But then you've got rear wheel drive, all wheel drive, standard range, long range for each of those, apart from the GT, which just has a long range, and it's just all wheel drive. So there's a whole mass of specifications that you can choose from. I mean, it's quite good because it means that there's, I was going to say there's one for every budget and there's not because they're all really expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's if, the only, you know. that's, that would be my only criticism. I know, I know this is the early days, but um, kind of everyone was hoping that by now the prices will start to come down. But once you start making money on EVs um, and charge more for them, it's very hard to let go. It's kind of like with taxes. Once you introduce a new tax, it's it's never going to go away. Uh, 
and and I have a sneaky suspicion that EVs are going to be expensive. Uh, I mean, the cars going forward are going to be expensive. Certainly, attending any sort of automotive conference in the past when when we were allowed to meet people, you know, anytime I went to any of those, there would be always talks about um, OEMs trying to get get away from the ownership mod- model and actually uh, introduce a subscription model. It's all because they want to to have more money basically out of the, out of us. Um, and one way to kind of force us into this is to introduce initially higher prices for, I know this is a bit gloomy, but um, I think that's that's where the reality is going with, uh, you know, uh, in the future is that the cars will be more expensive and we'll be just left out to to pay, to have to pay a subscription instead of owning ones. Probably, yeah. Well, I mean, so I'm leasing my e-Neros, you know, and I give that back in a few days. And when I, I was working it out, that's just the amount of money I'm spending on that lease or have spent on that lease over the two years period is unbelievable. And the lease company are going to get that car and it's in pretty good condition and um, they're going to sell it. And it's probably going to be worth the same amount as it was two years ago. Yeah, Maybe just a thousand pounds less or something because it hasn't depreciated very much at all. Yeah, and yeah. even even for a first edition e-Nero like I've got. So um and they then and they must know this. So you're right, a sort of a subscription kind of thing. You know, they're just they're raking the money in, aren't they? Doing that. I mean, like like so that Volvo, the Volvo XC40 that's just come out. They were that's that's being offered for a thousand pounds a month, isn't it? Subscription. Yeah, I think Volvo's um, just take, are taking the make. Um, but which is just mad. I don't know who they think they are. The Porsche. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I think it's quite a nice looking car, but it's a th- not a thousand pounds a month kind of car, is it? No, you know, no. you get a Model X for that. Exactly. Like, yeah, you can get yeah. a decent Tesla for that. Yeah. 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 So uh, it's crazy. Anyway, um, which do you prefer then, Ionic Five or EV Six? I kind of look. I, I like the uh, the look of Ionic, to be fair, but it's probably too, too small for my needs. Um, I think it's massive. I think you're going to be surprised just how okay. big it is. Again, yeah. this is this is this is what I'm saying. Like until I I see I see the car or, or somebody like Bjorn, uh, uh, you know Tessa Bjorn. Uh, if, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sure you've you've heard about Tessa Bjorn. Um, you know until he does his banana test, banana box box test, um, we're not going to know exactly how big it is because um, the looks are deceiving. My, uh, um, yeah, I was surprised the other day. My yeah. wife kind of looked at the um, the Kia uh, the EV6. I'm, I'm trying to get used to those names, EV6, and she said, "Oh, it's a massive, it's it's a massive car," and and I was like, "You can't tell that from the photo. It's it's un, uh, uh, impossible." Um, and I showed I showed her the photo of the uh, uh, the Volvo, which is kind of shot, you know, on the pink background against the uh, lamppost, and it just made it looks small, and it's a massive hunk of a car. Like it's just it's a it's a you know, twice the size of the. Uh, of the Enio almost like it's just it's a much taller and, yeah. and longer car less boot though less boot space i think i think well, the Enio has got bigger boot of the volvo because it's it, got that massive bonnet isn't it but oh yeah true. anyway yes but, but you're right yes, car, it's all but, in, you know yeah it's all in the I, photography I, just, definitely. I, I, I know from photography like you know as a photographer i know i know how to cheat basically uh when it comes to the uh, not to cheat how to represent the the, the reality uh because yeah photos are always kind of just you know made up like they're not representing the reality really um yeah uh and you can make things look smaller or bigger depending on how you how you shoot things uh but i think you i think you'll be i think we'll all be surprised just how big it is though it's got i think you said earlier yeah it's got a three meter wheelbase um now if you go in there i went to i went to kia to get it serviced a few months ago um my e-nero and they've got a big i forget all the names of the different kias but they're massive suv thing i was looking at that 
No, it's, it's, I think it's even bigger than that. Sorrento. I think it was Sorrento worth, Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Sorrento. Yeah, that must yeah. be it. And I was looking at that and thinking, actually, you know, this car has got the same wheelbase, I think. Oh, it might have been smaller, to be honest, than, than the Ionic, the Ionic 5. So obviously there's more overhang on that Sorrento thing. But, um, but still, I was thinking, yeah, the, it's going to surprise us just how big the Ionic 5 is. Um, and it's going to be, of course, really roomy inside. And it's got that beautiful flat floor. Uh, and this is why this is, this is one of the reasons I prefer it, I think, to the EV6. That interior, I think, is it's really classy and stunning. And I love, <laughs> the, I love the flat floor. That's my favorite thing about the, uh, the i3 is that flat floor so i don't know the ionic sort of wins it for me even though the ev6 looks really special and yeah. the ev6 looks like you know it's got a bit of an eye pace look to it and anything eye pacey is good in my book because i love that <laughs> yeah eye pace is a, is a lovely car and speaking of eye pace um with that video that they shot uh drag racing against the fossil cars i i read on the uh on the um, on the forums that eye pace actually users or, or, or owners were like we've seen this somewhere before like you know uh, Jaguar did the same thing for uh, for iPace. Like they've just copied the the idea. Um, right. But, yeah. But it was really surprising because you don't think about Kia as a sort of sporty car, right? And any electric car, it's not just Tesla, um, is has way more torque than you know than you can imagine. Just out of just because yeah. it's electric. Um, yeah. Exactly. So you know, um, it, it good job like taking the uh, taking the page out of the Tesla book, uh, basically when it, when it comes to marketing. Yeah, I think it's great. And also, I mean, they've, they've on purpose, so the, the GT, the EV6 GT, you know, they've, they've styled it internally with lime green and grey and black and things like that. So it looks quite, I don't want to say it, but it is, it looks quite sort of masculine and the kind of thing that some, a boy would have on their wall if they liked fast cars and things. Yeah. And I think that's girl. probably... I know plenty girl, of girls of who love i know of course i know but <laughs> what i'm saying is that that's clearly the that's clearly the yeah, yeah. market they've gone for that kind of uh the max power style yeah, yeah. magazine and all that sort of stuff the chunky, um, you know yeah it's that that kind of I'd look be... which is which has never done it for me particularly whereas ionic, ionic 5 if you look at all the marketing for that it's all very it's much more trendy and you know they're sat in their car the guy's wearing no socks and things like that the, 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 you know he, he looks he looks Hippie he looks like <laughs> yeah yeah he looks a bit a bit of a bit of a yuppie sat there with his laptop and whatever like, you know so um so that speaks to me more than the ev6 because i'm more, i'm probably more like that i'm more of an espresso drinker than a than an energy drink drinker so uh <laughs> that so i think it's really interesting um you know i'm obviously using these base stereotypes because that's exactly what the marketing is for these cars and Indeed, uh, yeah. and i think i think that's it's interesting the way they've done that and i think it's really good it's it's really good the way they're going to corner the market by hyundai and kia um I, in fact i did do a poll on twitter and you know most people will like one or the other you know they might not like both or, or whatever or neither but they've they've kind of it was about kind of 45 percent for each or something like that i think um okay. that people liked on this poll so i think it's really good if you don't like the ionic 5 you'll get the ev6 and if you can afford them both of course um, <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I, in yeah, the clever. uk I, in the uk the the uh, ev6 is going to be i think more than in euro was uh i think i bought mine 30 something 35 grand and the uh, i think it's going to start somewhere around 40 so Although we, we'll see how, yeah. how that's going to pan out with the new grand changes, you know, the grand scheme changes. Again, I don't want to record these things on a podcast because things will change. Like in a week or two, everything will change. Like we don't know. Um, 
but yeah, it's interesting how that the the the, the pricing goes. What do you think about the backside of EV6? Speaking of the styling, I love it, and I th so that's my favorite. That's my favorite angle. Um, okay. I, like, I love the way the light goes down to the side. I mean, I don't like the front very much. The front looks very much, I think, like the Stinger, the Kia Stinger, which um, um, a lot of people like, but I'm not not fond of it. I don't think I don't think the design of the EV6 is quite as good, for instance, as an iPace or even the Ionic 5. I think the, so the iPace, I think, is more, it all just works together. It just looks, it looks nice. Yeah, but the it's whole, Jaguar. The whole thing like, is, I mean, I know, I know. But, and, and, okay, so also the Mustang, for instance. So the Mustang, I think, looks really good at the back. It's all right at the front, but not great. And it's got a weird face. But it's just, I don't know, it's almost like the sides, they go with an iPace look. And then they just do something else at the front and back. Uh, Jaguar, the, the eye pace is beautiful. They're all the way around, I think. So, yeah, for, for my taste anyway. Whereas Ionic Same. Five, the whole thing I think looks like one. It's, a, it's designed by one person. It's you know, it's got. I like the front on the on the Ionic. Uh, the kind of the, the yeah. smiley kind of. I don't know how to describe it, but I just I like the styling of it. It is it is all yeah. kind of different. Like they they didn't just go and and be like and were like oh yeah we just make we're gonna we're gonna make it you know the samey or kind of outlandishly bumpy like toyota does uh, which i just i don't like the looks of any toyotas or, or lexuses they're just yeah no the they're, they're, they're very over designed yeah think, yeah uh, probably on purpose but i just cars. don't i don't see any anyway let's not talk about yeah. you know non-electric cars <laughs> <laughs> yeah certainly not from toyota um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, Ionic Five, very retro. It's kind of future retro, which I like. EV6 is is more kind of future, um, but you know, pretty classy. I think they're both. I think they're both brilliant looking cars. Anyway, I think they've done an amazing job on them. Did you did you put a deposit on uh, Ionic or? Uh... Yes. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> that's a, that's an exclusive you got for the for the podcast because I was I was waiting to, although. I haven't discussed it with uh, Flaviani yet, so that's I've, I have to, and I have to do the episode quite soon. Um, <laughs> so that might not, not be true me. by the time this comes out. Well, the, yes, it's true <laughs> that I have to deposit down, but whether whether it's kept, I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't you know, the, the e Nero is going back. I don't know what to replace it with. Particularly, the ID four, uh, I think, would have been a pretty good. It seems very good, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Good, that would have been a good replacement, but. I can't stop thinking about the Ionic Five, uh, and it comes I mean, out sooner than the. If you're leasing the, because well. uh, you got yourself on 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 the some sort of a subscription. What is the company called that uh, they got the subscription it's, from? Um, oh, Drive Electric. Yeah, yeah. Is that the other one? Yeah. So I'm actually leasing directly from Kia. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, through the business. So for those that don't know, you get massive tax. Uh, not massive tax break effectively it all comes off your corporation tax if you if you lease a car through your company yeah and um so it's worth doing for that reason and there's no this year there's no benefit in kind tax as well um although it goes up a bit next year but anyway yeah so there are lots of tax benefits so i've been doing business lease and i'll probably do the same again bionic five because it's an expensive car um <laughs> yeah but, yeah know. If I, if I actually get one, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Might, might just... You're, you're, living, getting, you're, you're living on the edge. We, so. <laughs> definitely living on the edge. We're definitely getting the, the Fiat 500e. So I'm excited That's about exciting, that. That's exciting, yeah. Hmm. How, how soon do you know anything about... They called me today and they said that they've got... They'll, they'll have it in for driving on the 17th of April. 
Okay. And uh, do I want to go for a test drive? And I said, no, because I'm just, you know, I know it's going to be good. You know, the Fiat 500 was, was already fun to drive, you know, make it an EV. Of course, it's good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to delete my order, you know, <laughs> uh, just based on a test drive. So anyway, yeah, I'm just going to wait. And hopefully the end of the month, they said. Um, but we'll see. It's been delayed quite a lot. But uh, I can't wait for that. I think it's going to be a very fun little car to drive. What are you going to be driving when you uh, give the uh, Euro back? Is it going to be empty park, uh, car park outside the house? or? Uh... Um, so we are doing, you know, the company Onto? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, 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 yes, that's, that... What, that's what I meant. By ah, that's what you were thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yes. So Onto do short term. They do like a month lease for cars. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get something for a month and hopefully we'll have the fit 500 by the end of that um and we're also going to get a second hand we need a second car really as well and so we're going to get a second hand leaf uh, as well because uh yeah you can get them you can pick them up quite cheap and we loved our leaf and yeah. um and it's well, and also going back to the size of it the leaf is just such a brilliant size and um and this is such a stupid thing but I don't, you know, when, when I'm going to the tip to throw away all the crap from the house, I don't want to put it in a nice new, well, I wouldn't fit it in the, in the Fiat 500, but I, I don't want to put it in a nice new whatever else we get, you know? So uh, the, like a, an old leaf that I don't care too much about, you know? You could just yeah. throw it in the back of that. It's got loads of room. It's a great car. Um, yeah, so, for, for, yeah. For, for, all, for all it's for, I mean, we've we've departed from the main subject, but the uh, for all its faults, Nissan Leaf actually, you know, as a package, it was all right. Like all around, yeah. nothing was kind of extremely terrible or extremely brilliant. But it all kind of, you know, like it was a, you know, it was a very well put together car in terms of like there was no squeaks or panel gaps or none of that jazz. Exactly, it was just um, very, it was a very solid car. I yeah, thought. it wasn't very efficient yeah, at high speeds, but so, it was all right to kind of drive around. I mean, I've done silly mileage in my thirty kilo hour Leaf. I went to Edinburgh. Glasgow and Lake District and Wales, all from you know the, this corner of of, of Kent, um, and it's fine. Like, yeah, I've I've only run out once, but it was all my silliness, and it's like literally like two hundred meters outside of my house. So um, you know, <laughs> uh, not too bad. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, but sadly, all up, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that, that's a good. I think that's a good idea. If if we had to pick up a second hand car, I'd probably I'd probably go for a Nissan Leaf as well. Um, yeah. We we were uh, so we did test a Zoe. This is going way off subject now, isn't it? So yes. we did test a Zoe, and also I have I'm you know I have videoed all this, but I've got about ten videos I still have to edit. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we we tested a Zoe, but um, uh, really my wife just didn't like the fact that it didn't have very much regen, whereas the Leaf has much more, even on the old model, because now you've got one pedal driving, but in the old model, as you know, it you know you have B mode, and that was still quite good on the regen. Yeah. And the Zoe, this old Zoe we tested, just didn't have very much. So actually, that swung it. Um, yeah. Other uh, than that, the Zoe's good. Yeah, Zoe's all right. But we, um, I mean, we, we had the original Zoe um, for a week from uh, um, Polar Experience back in the day when that was still a thing. And when before Polar got bought up by the uh, the giant old company and, you know, ruined it slightly. Um and the um, and we just didn't like the fact that it was very tinny and I don't know, and the fact that it ha I know I know it's like a polarizing thing and people who love Zoe are all for it but I didn't like the AC charging, 
um, I didn't find it very reliable. There were all sorts of like you had to turn off the car. This is this is again why Leaf is brilliant because you you just plug it in and it just takes anything. It just doesn't care. It just it's like yeah you 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 plug me in, I'm gonna charge whatever. Um, whereas when I test drove i3 BMW i3 or Zoe, you plug it in and you look at it the wrong way and it's like nah something's wrong nah. <laughs> and you, you know you're on the you know because it doesn't have a great range you go on a trip um even you know two uh, hours up the road f- from us and you want you need to plug in because it's got tiny battery and you you end up at the service station it doesn't like it and you're like what am i going to do now like <laughs> if it doesn't like it, it's like i have nowhere to go um yeah. so i always i always love that about leaf as well that it was it just like it, you can chuck any power into it and it's just going to take it um it's you know whatever the, the the tolerances that they designed it with, uh, they just work. Whereas the um, yeah, Zoe is always how do I put it mildly? It's too clever. The design is too clever for its own good. Um, it when uh, <laughs> when you when you charge it three using three phase uh, uh, AC, it basically reverses the the inverter. So. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's all kind of designed to be clever, and I think they 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 could have done a much better job if they just put a CCS or or Chadamo in the front and be like, there you go. Um, but you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we did, I mean we didn't even consider that with the Zoe, but uh, yeah, it's uh, we're happy to get the Leaf, definitely. Yeah. So hopefully we get that this week. But um, anyway, going back to eGMP. But- one of the downsides, obviously, of the of the platform uh, that we're driving currently, that you're going to drive for another couple of days, um, the e Nero, is that the, the the charging doesn't seem to be too fast if you don't deplete the battery past about 30, 20 percent. Um, for whatever reason, it's it's again just uh, going to the previous episode when I was when I spoke to uh, to you and um, he basically said that it's it's arbitrary. Basically, uh, you know, when they design the the battery pack it's whatever uh, goals they set themselves or or kind of safety standards versus speed charging and of charging and all that um when they designed the uh, um uh, the bms they just kind of you know decide whatever which whichever way they want to go and i think uh, in case of kia they they decided to go for safety and and uh, efficiency um because you know your your car probably after how many thousand miles uh, it probably still has a hundred percent state of health on the on the battery pack because it's designed with so many margins of safety and um and and, and reliability it's just it's unbelievable um whereas some other car manufacturers just basically go and you know go for broke um and i think it's again i was told by an expert i should say um that it's it's completely arbitrary um so if there was a, if there's a potential to have over the year updates uh, I'm sure Kia could twist that or you know amend that in some other ways because um, there's yeah. a massive I mean, massive buffer on the on the on the battery pack as well. Um, there's a very big top buffer, a very big top buffer. It's not very big, not very big, small. Um, sorry, a lower buffer. So that's okay. what surprised me coming from the Leaf to the Enero that I felt with the Leaf, um, you know, I'd get those flashing the, the flashing lines that you get when when you get into tortoise mode or even approaching tortoise mode. With, um, with the Nero, I've, I feel like it's a bit more of a white knuckle ride. And the moment you start getting those flashing lines, it's bad, bad things are going to happen quite soon. So yeah, I, yeah. that's what I've found anyway. Um, but um, yeah, you know, because Kia say it's 44 minutes to 
to to charge the e-nero but from but I, from where <laughs> well exactly but no th this is the thing this is my point now i i think you know they're saying that from 10 percent. i think 10 15 whatever they've said but i think it's like 44 minutes whatever percentage you start at it certainly feels that way anyway when i've when i've charged it on uh, uh, some rapid charges yeah, yeah. so um yeah the, 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 way, you know, the, the, way, the way bms right. seems to be designed on these cars is just if you just for people who don't have or have never had any pleasure to drive one it, it seems to be qu quick ish to 80 percent, and then it kind of just drops down um quite rapidly and the the estimate that it gives you past 80 percent, 80 80 to 100 is sometimes an hour uh whereas you yeah, know yeah. to 80 percent could be super quick um and it, again this is i think this is just purely arbitrary um so let, let's hope that the um you know dedicated platform designed from scratch uh will fix that should be yes 18 minutes 18 minutes isn't it to 80 percent yeah yeah, I think on the on the uh, you know on the very fast chargers. So if you find a three hundred and fifty kilowatt charger, and there are quite a few now because I was replanning my John O'Groats trip, you know, and I was and I noticed that two more three hundred and fifty kilowatt chargers are cropped up on that route. So I was thinking that's quite good. Are you going to try? I would like to avoid if I'll are definitely to... do it again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I might. I might. If you need a co-pilot, you know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Or yeah. just do, or do yeah. it two cars, two different cars, you know. <laughs> that would be good wouldn't it yeah yeah and um if i do have my ionic 5 then uh and you, and you run out of charge i can charge you up you see that's the <laughs> that's the beautiful thing with the ionic 5 oh yeah that's, that's the thing about the see yeah, that's yeah. the thing about the egmp platform we haven't mentioned is that you could you can actually plug something else into it like a car or a fridge or whatever i mean um if you, if you look in the uh, in the instruction manual and i know not everyone reads those i do um i usually read manuals um it's just you know the nerd that, that, that I am, um, but the um, there is an op there is a mention on, of an optional uh, two hundred and twenty volt socket in the back uh, for some for some Neros, and I'm pretty sure when I saw the when they released them initially in 2017 or 18 in Korea, they gave certain people the spec'd out versions um, which had you know heat pumps had a all, everything that we're getting in four plus now basically they had in 2018 in 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 uh, in the original spec um i mean in, in a way we get kind of cheated of things in the uk you know we get slightly different configurations and different colors and and um and we have to pay more essentially for uh, for all the sort of extras so i i, I was i want to be very um optimistic and and happy about those things i'm i'm this the cynic in me thinks that they might do the same thing again and we might see that as a, as a sort of extra optional uh it might not be on every single uh, uh you know uh, car out there which fair enough because I, I don't think i don't think everybody needs that i think it's a it's a very niche kind of need uh of a of a feature and the, the new standard of ccs which i think is a draft now i think it's been released as a sort of fully fledged one does have a bi-directional uh charging but again, I mean, right. I don't follow the CCS standards because you have to pay for um, to be to be able to even to read it, um, and it's quite complicated. Okay. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't understand anyway, <laughs> even if I tried. But no, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I think they 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 either want or they've already designed the bidirectional uh, uh, standard for for DC basically built into the protocol, which is you know. Um, well, it's, it's about amazing. time too. I mean, Chad yes. has had it. For, yes yeah well and forever and chatham was such a time, a, anyway. yeah and chatham was such as such as such again i don't know the 
the ins and ins and out of it, but it, it's much simpler protocol to implement because it's just a serial communications, whereas CCS has multiple layers like a TCP IP. It's super complicated, um, right. which is why and so many charges and it's open. It wrong. It's open to interpretation. Is that right with CCS? Whereas I mean, you know, anytime you have a new layer of, of, of specification, there's things people can or implement one way or the other. And, you know, you multiply that and you, it's like multiplying the error um, levels. You basically get, you know, with each level you get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you get basically a lot more compl complexity, which is why there's so many issues with uh, OEMs getting the, the charging standards wrong and not being able to, mm. you know, main, um, charge on certain charges. I mean, I had problems now with the, with the Enero on on uh, polar charges or BP poles, as they call themselves now. Um, so so many like BP poles is basically it's a it's a gamble for me now. Uh, I don't trust it. Um, I've had so many problems. It's just it's unbelievable. They used to make fun of ecotricity, and the tables have turned so much. Um, I just don't understand because they they used to lease as a, as, a, as I know that as a company they used to lease a lot of Eneros themselves, the the first edition, so they they yeah. surely should be able to test that you know because they probably have loads of them still. Who knows? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they do. Well, um, that's why I'm yeah. that's why I'm personally surprised. Um, uh, yeah, weird. Or maybe my car is kind of you know has a different implementation of CCS compared to the previous editions. Who knows? I don't know. It, I've it, only it, used I've, I've only used it once and it worked fine actually. I've, okay. I, I I so rarely do any rapid charging anywhere the only one that i really have a problem with is ionity um yeah um, ionity i've i've had so many issues with them okay i thought it's just the cost of yeah. it that's the problem but uh, well the cost as well i mean but i that's the thing i mean that's what that's what hurts even more is that it's expensive and i find it unreliable yeah, yeah. i mean in scotland and europe it's perfect actually it's just in in england i've had terrible success rate with ionity <laughs> yeah anyway, so, just going back yeah. to the 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 egmp the, the so now they're part of the ionity group so hopefully um because there is a there is a in a new ccs protocol there is an extension that allows you to do the payment or a subscription or you know payment agreement basically via the the the, the protocol um the ccs protocol so in theory i think the only car that can do it now is the eqs or the mercedes eqs where you just literally just turn up plug in and you don't have to touch any buttons on, on the ionity chargers um, it just does it. I think maybe right. Audi does it as well. Um, uh, although I can't be. But in theory, about. I think they could do. I think they could do that with any uh, EV. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Fastnet because Fastnet I think have that, don't they? And um, Tritium have just announced, okay. haven't they, that that they're it's a firmware update or something that for any Tritium charger. I think that they can add that kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah I mean, it's by no means that. unique to the you know to the uh, to the chargers. It's just. They've implemented it already, and and some cars already taken advantage of that. So you, you basically, yeah. if you have a Merc, you pay ten or twenty quid a month, which I'm sure is nothing if you if you can afford uh, uh, that kind of car, and you you get you, you get charging included as a sort of subscription. And I think uh, VW certainly are looking into it as well, and uh, and mm. it's going to be a thing on the, on the EGMP. It's a it's a shame that they 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 don't they can't do it retroactively on the um, on my car because i'm gonna have this you know, i've only leased i've only been leasing this car for a year now um so it's going to be another two years um for us unless they come up with some great offer and be like you know you can have this amazing uh kia ev6 uh just you know um for 
less money or a month or whatever. I don't know how they would do it. Um, but I'm sure they'll try to, you know, uh, incentivize me somehow to to um, to move to the newer platform. Yeah, it will be tempting, won't it? It'll be tempting. Um, but yeah. the Enero is so good that you know, mm. would I? You know, if 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 it cost like an extra two hundred pounds a month or something, then I certainly wouldn't. Yeah, V six because the Enero is so good. Yeah, so. and and in in theory, the the new platform also um, there's because I'm just reading on the site the um, they they've made loads of incremental. Uh, improvements as you would um to the 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 inverters so you know when you have a dc the, the battery is dc and then you have to transform it into three phase uh, um current and the the speed of or the speed um the frequency of it uh dictates how fast the motor will actually spin and that's a pretty complicated from electronics point of view piece of equipment and you, any improvement you can eke out of that um you know, it means that there's less heat loss and also means more efficiency, which means more range from the same battery. So they've okay. improved that as well by 3%, as far as I can tell by the uh, Hyundai's uh, documentation. Compared to what? I don't know. I presume they, they mean compared to their Ionics and uh, Ineros and, um, and you know, um, the, the current offerings. But yeah, um, that sounds very clever. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see it in the flesh. And uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the fast charging thing—that's one of the you know—that's going to be that's going to be the thing I think that really gets people getting EVs. Um, I, I don't think it's the range so much as the charging. It's people people want to be able to charge quickly, even though yeah. we all know we all know that it's not a big deal. You know. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a mental block for people to who don't own an EV. They just don't realize. Um, like I drove to Milton Keynes and in theory, I did, I mean, Milton Keynes being, being Milton Keynes, I did plug in, obviously. Um, and again, I had a problem with the BP Pulse charger. There. Uh, one didn't work and the other one didn't recognize my subscription card. I had to pay with a payment card. I couldn't stop it with a payment card, even though it's, uh, yeah, it's, and then it says on the screen, don't, don't use this emergency stop button. And I just had to use it because... I couldn't stop charging otherwise. Uh, I used, you know, I used the same card to to tap out, and it just was like, no, card not recognized. Use the same card as you started with. I was like, it is the same card. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, it is one of those things you've just got to. Yeah, once you get in, once you get an EV, I mean, it's an adventure. I think so. Th this is the way. I, this is the way I think about it. You know, EVs. Are, it's a, just an adventure. And if you are quite an adventurous person, I think you're not going to have a problem. And even if you do have a problem when you get it, you're just going to accept that's all part of the, you know, the exciting thing of having a new technology and everything. Um, some people are really scared, of course, by it. You know, and um, and and they're very, you know, very tentative about getting anything different. Um, even though EVs, it's just like plugging in a phone, really. It's just you plug in your car. So it's not, you know, it's not a big deal, but people really have to get over this whole thing about the length of time that you're charging. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why these new cars that do charge so fast or much faster, that's why they're so important, I think. Um, even if people don't get one of those themselves, it's just good to know that there are EVs out there that charge in 18 minutes to 80%. Yeah. It's an important step. Uh, you know the the charge charging speeds are not going to improve. Like there's no, it's just physics basically says no. Is my favorite saying, which people hate me when I say that, but it, it is true. Like um, you know, there's only so much power you can push through a, a wire, um, and this is where you know gasoline and and kind of oil based fuels 
we're winning, but they're obviously can't just use them forever. Um, and no, hydrogen's not the answer. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but the uh, but basically, what is going to improve is the is the capacity of the batteries and the ability to to flatten that curve. Uh, you know, there, there are. I asked him about the solid state batteries. And and he said yes, they, they are a thing, and they will improve, and will get to a point where they actually you know usable. Um, it will take a while, and there's so many still chemistries that are in development um, that you know the future is still kind of open, and and things will improve. But um, bottom line is, even if the car charges flat out at say 150 kilowatts. And, it, and you have a battery pack that's say 100 kilowatts to achieve you know 400 mile range or 500 mile range that's still the best part of, a, of an hour obviously you can probably push more electrons through and again this is where the 800 volt platform helps massively because it means you can have the wire that's the same uh, diameter uh, if you increase the voltage you double the voltage you double the, the wattage essentially um, for the same amount of amperage which is the sort of the the size of the stream, if you like, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and you know, and that's the only way we can achieve it. But but there's going to be, it's never, we're never going to get to the point where we can charge the car in three minutes. Um, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, and you know, I, I don't think we need that. Like people no. stop, people stop at service stations around the block in the in the sort of domestic areas for quick stops because they can't charge at home, and. Uh, on the long trips, people stop for, you know, sometimes much longer than I stop to rapid charge uh, 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 at the uh, other service station. So I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, yeah, it's fine. And also, I mean, battery battery sizes will get bigger and people won't be depleting them all the way down to 10% and then charging all the way up to 80 or 90 or whatever, you know. Yeah. So people will just do little little charges just to get where they need to go and, and top up. And also because probably prices will go up with charge with charging um probably because there's all this infrastructure to pay for so i think people when they are out and about they will just charge up a little bit they probably won't deplete the whole deplete the battery and then charge all the way up so point being they will just charge for short periods i think yeah yeah just um, a little and top will, ups here and there yeah and it will end up being probably almost like a five minute sort of you know charge um because like the Ionic 5, for instance, so five minutes, that gets you, what do they say, 100 miles or something like that? Is that right? No, that's too much, isn't it? It gets you a lot anyway. <laughs> I can't remember what they say. This see, is where uh, I should consult. I need yeah. to consult the webpage. The, the new Kia eGMP platform can be charged to 80% in just 18, 18 minutes, one eight minutes. Um, but again, it doesn't say from, you know, what is the starting percentage? Um, yeah. The, the the other the other obviously I mean we've 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 mentioned sorry sixty two miles sixty two miles in five minutes okay but yeah. that's that's to yeah to do sixty two miles in the UK generally takes you well over an hour even on the motorway um, unless you're driving crazy speeds uh, in the middle of the night when there's nobody around um, and even then you have to slow down and bend sometimes and you know. Um, Everyone always thinks that it's 70 miles an hour, therefore you can drive 70 actual miles per hour. And it never works out that way <laughs> in my in mind. Yeah, well, and it certainly shouldn't on the, on country roads and things I mean, like people yeah, do. I mean, even... Go 60 and they should. Uh, obviously, 
because it's a dedicated platform, the the battery pack is going to be much more compact. Uh, I think at the moment, if you look at the, at the at underneath the um, uh, Kia Enero or uh, or Hyundai Ioniq, you can see the battery pack kind of sticking out. And I... thirty minutes later, and going to bring something new to the table. And this is just a hobby for me. Like again, buy the merge. You can get a mug like this, you know. Um, you can get it with a rainbow as well these days. Um, I do have a hoodie as well. You can buy hoodies and t-shirts and stuff. So highly recommend them. Um, there's going to be a link down below. Subscribe, subscribe. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's conclude the uh, the, the EGMP um, platform. So I mean, we we're geeking out because we kind of like what Kia Hyundai uh, puts out there, and you know, we're looking forward both to of us to. Um, test driving one or even owning one in the future um, and it's certainly just about time to for them to to release the uh, pure ev platform um and you know um i think i think it's certainly better than some other companies will just lease uh, M platforms like meb uh for their own cars uh <coughs> ford <coughs> um and uh <laughs> and it's, it's good that kia and hyundai have decided to actually just design their own i think that 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 certainly should give everyone uh, hope for the future, and kind of you know, um, yeah, they're just betting it on on EVs at the moment, which is which is very good. Um, yeah, yeah, and if you yeah, if you watch like the the Kia um, brand, you know, relaunch and everything, they they didn't mention anything other than EVs. I mean, they just said that EV is their future, um, and of course, they conveniently forget to the fact that they're still selling fossil fuel cars and everything. But you know, they're betting. They're kind of betting the company on EVs. They know that's the future and that's what they're doing. And they've got, you know, both Kia and Hyundai. Of course, they've got um, pretty clear commitment to it. I think yeah. EVs. And you can you can see from what they've, you know, what they said about the Ionic Five and the EV Six that they're proper good EVs by the looks of it. And I think it's quite a promising future. And um, obviously, you know, once once they come out, we'll see what they're like. But you know, I'm more looking forward to what comes next, really, in the cheaper ones because uh, cheap uh, 800 volt EVs are going to be really special, I think. They will, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, if you want to hear more from Andrew, you've got your own channel. You're, 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 you're a big shindig on YouTube. I'm just a, I'm just a small plum in here. Um, but you can plug <laughs> yeah, yourself. If, if nobody knows your channel, which I would be really surprised. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah, I've got a channel and it's on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check it out. Just type in my name, Andrew Till, um, Mr. EV, and you'll, you'll see it there. Yeah, I, I'm you... very sporadic with my videos. Unfortunately, it's um, I, I do like I have a month of nothing and then I have like four videos, one after another. So uh, terrible for the algorithm. But anyway, I'm busy. It's a hobby. <laughs> so it's the same here. Um, and yeah. uh, where it comes to my if you came from Andrew's channel, you know, subscribe by merge please um i mean if anything it just pays you know the couple couple quid that i need a month to actually keep up all the sort of podcasty stuff um that's all i that's all i'm begging people for i'm not here yeah. to make any money either although if it's you not, uh, it's, yeah it's not a cheap if you can hobby, give me, if you can give me an ev to test drive every so often um you know please anyway see me. you guys and uh, thank you andrew oh, thank you greg it's lovely talking to you